0: by Riverside. right, welcome everybody to Garage Takes. It is Sunday, March 12th, also known as Selection Sunday. I am joined here by my co-host Brant. Brant... How are you, man? This is like one of your favorite, uh, favorite days of the year, right? Big college basketball guy.
1: Yeah, I'm a big college basketball guy, sure, Dave. But I think this is a time of year for everyone to be excited. I mean, everybody loves upsets. Everybody loves the loves the March Madness feel in the air. Now,
0: now, like, when you say everybody, do you mean Michigan fans too,
1: <laughs> Dave? I'm only going to say this once, coming from where we come from and never making the tournament when we were kids, this is not so bad, dude. Missing it one year, I, you know, last time we missed was in 2015, not the end of the world. I'll get through it.
0: Yeah, well, as we're recording this, I actually, this isn't huge breaking news, but I'm going to go ahead and siren it. Michigan uh, likely to accept NIT bid. So that is, I wanted to throw that out there that, you know, Michigan's likely going to accept this uh, invitation to the NIT tournament. And, all right, my sarcasm is done, dude. I don't know. I just, uh, I I told you this weekend as soon as Michigan lost to Rutgers, I'm like, all right. And I don't care about the Big Ten tournament the rest of the way. And Mm -hmm. you were kind of like, dude, come on. This is best time of year. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited about the the March Madness tournament. I'm excited to ask you questions about it uh, because, like I told you, I didn't even get to watch the selection show. haven't even opened up. I'm I'm opening up the bracket right now on my phone so I can actually (laughs) ask you questions about it. Um, But it just sucked the wind out of my sails, man. So whatever. It is what it is. You know, great day to be a Spartan, right? Tom Izzo breaks uh, Coach K's record, most consecutive uh, tournament appearances. You see that? Were you excited about that, Brant?
1: No, I wasn't too thrilled about that, but uh, I'm sure some of our listeners are definitely excited about that. And um, I mean, he's got he's got a, he's got a squad to make a little bit of a run. Uh, a little bit of a tough bracket for them, especially their opening round game. They draw USC, so uh, that's a tough game to open up with. So we'll see.
0: All right. Well, we'll we will get into that. Surely, we will not skip over uh MSU but Brant, before we talk basketball just real quick because the last time we were on the podcast together we were talking NFL free agency we were talking Lions talking different guys that we wanted them to consider not consider um I don't know about you but we I had some people reach out to me after that episode like some in agreement a lot in lot in disagreement and the 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 big disagreement one has been Uh, Our take, our joint take, actually, although we disagreed on some things, one thing we did agree upon is the Lions should go after Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey was named available by the Rams, you and I both thought, I mean, I saw, I think I saw like an article even two days ago that said the Rams, they were not sure if they were going to trade him and they were going to be asking for a first and potentially a few future second. I'm like scoffing at that, like no way, dude. And I think I even said two weeks ago when we recorded this, I... The Rams are trying to get him off the books right now. They're trying to trade Stafford. Nobody, I mean, Stafford's like his career is like basically done. It sounds like at this point, the Rams are trying to blow this thing up, and you get uh, you get Jalen Ramsey for a, a bag of open chips. And I mean, they literally trade him to the Dolphins this evening for what a third round pick and a tight end that nobody knows. Does that sound accurate?
1: That's exactly what happens. So
0: so, so Brandt, you see that news break and. You know, I think that um, like I I know Gage is not high on on Jalen Ramsey. I know Pat's not high on Jalen Ramsey. I'm just thinking of some friends that have reached out and be like, eh, I don't I don't know. You know, I think his uh you know better best years are, are behind him, and you know you and then you have you've got the the crowd that's the you know he doesn't fit the culture. He doesn't fit the culture, Brant. What did you think about that this evening as you see uh, the Dolphins out of all teams who, you know, have struck gold again after going and getting Tyreek Hill. And, you know, they're building building a special special team over there in Miami and they get them for basically nothing. What did you think as a as a Lions fan?
1: Do you think Dolphins fans care about their culture? I mean, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's just embarrassing right. again. They'll throw a guy out it? there, concuss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's take it easy on that <laughs> front. But um, no, this is just one more time that I, I just feel like we we didn't go out there and get who we needed to get again at a third round rate. Are you joking? Like that's an absolute guy you bring in um, at a, for a third round pick, and we just missed. I feel like Dave. And I don't know. I, I don't care about the culture. I don't. Ca- well, I do care about the culture, but I don't care about his culture fit specifically here. Like I think that could be mitigated. I don't think it has to be something where, oh my gosh, we brought him in and now it's a huge fiasco. Yeah. I don't see that happening. You,
0: you, you know what I want, Brent? You know what I want the culture to be here because I hear that all of the time. Winning I think that. Yep, winning. <laughs> that's the one culture that's just never existed in the Lions, and I think that.
1: Go we, get winners then. Yeah, go get winners.
0: go get winners and and you know who's won a Super Bowl, Jalen Ramsey and and so you know who you know who else has won a Super Bowl, Levante David linebacker that's still out there. Like so so now the Jalen Ramsey thing that the ship sails. I know people are very split on that. That's fine. You and I are in agreement for once. So that likely means we're probably way off on this and it will crash and burn in Miami. Um, but but seriously, man. I mean, Brad Holmes has got this week is huge for Brad Holmes and if he's not taking a swing at Jalen Ramsey um you know he's got to make some noise and we know Brad Holmes can draft clearly he he can draft he can scout talent um I guess the question is when are you ready to win Lions fans because you got to start filling this roster out with some veterans some dogs some winners and you know you're not gonna you're not gonna do that by striking gold in the first, second, third, and fourth round. Like those guys still are gonna need to you know they're gonna need a couple years to pan out. I mean that's great you want that to happen, but man I really just I, I'm hoping that we do not sit on our hands in free agency, and I hope we do make a splashy move, not overpaying for a guy. I'm not saying that, but make the right moves bring in the right veterans who have done it, who have won it. And yeah, I just, I I hope that the Lions do not miss their chance this off season. Go
1: ahead. Dave, before we go into other free agents, I do want to ask you about the cornerback position. Is this something where I had a couple people text me is, is drafting a cornerback at six on the table for you?
0: I, I think that, it has to be because I I think that um, I don't want to. Like, I don't want okay. to take a corner at six. I guess I'll preface it with that. But it has to be on the table because I think in an ideal scenario, right, as you see, the the Panthers just trade up, right? They they shake the, the NFL draft up. They trade up to number one. You kind of knew the Bears were selling that pick. They're going quarterback now, whether that's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, um, they're going quarterback, and so – you know that that move kind of played into the Lions' uh, hand, I thought. Anyway, I think there's more quarterbacks that uh you know will for sure be coming off the board because Chicago didn't need a quarterback. Um, but you know, I, you, you got to see who's there at six. I if I'm there at six and and Brant, there's two names that I'm looking for is Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. And to me, if those guy, if both those guys are gone, which they likely will be, I'm looking to trade back, but. To be able to trade back, Brant, what do you need? A partner. You need a trading partner, <laughs> and I, I think it's hard to find. And I think if those quarterbacks are gone, you, you know, you pull the wind out of the sail of being able to trade with teams because I don't know that's a dangerous territory to be in that I just don't see. After the quarterbacks go, and Jalen Carter and Will Anderson go, I don't see who in the world's going to want to trade up to number six. I mean, I guess we'll have to see how it shakes out. But and if and if it doesn't, Brant, like if. If those guys are gone and nobody trades up, like, is there a world where I see Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr. coming to Detroit? I think you got. I I would be okay with it. I really would. I think you have to be. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if six is on the table for me, Dave. I, I think pass rusher, no matter what. Um, who's the kid out of? Um, was it Tyree Wilson? Does that sound right? Is that his name?
0: Yeah, sounds right. Tyree Ty-
1: Wilson, I, something I like think. that. Yeah, I think he's out of Texas Tech maybe or something. Um, Yeah, I I just think you go edge rusher. I think you go for a difference maker to get across from Hutch, and you just try to wreak havoc that way. And maybe if at 18, one of the threes there, Porter Jr., Witherspoon, uh, Christian Gonzalez, any three of those guys will absolutely fill a need, I think. Uh, Day one starter, it sounds like. Um, And you get him at 18 instead, Dave. Uh, So I think that that's the route I would go. Uh, I'm not against obviously taking one at 18, um, but I would be against taking one at six. Um, The other question I had for you, Dave, was now that now if we can get into some other free agent stuff. um, Somebody else did text me about grabbing back Darius Slay. Is that something that you might be interested in?
0: Um, Out a fair I, deal, I guess. I, I, I would be just because I think that brand, I think he only has one year left on his, on his deal. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would be okay with that. I think people would say, you know, Darius Slay's, uh, d- his best days are behind him at this point, but um, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't love that. Like I, if they went and got Darius Slay, I wouldn't be like, yes. Like they got their corner. Cause I don't think it's that type of move. Um but it's certainly better than what they have on this roster. So Yeah,
1: yeah it wasn't a I, Yeah, it wasn't aware the Philadelphia Eagles brought in Matt Patricia. I did not know they did that.
0: Oh, I didn't either. That- I, I do know they lost. I, dude, that's what I'm saying. I the Eagles, well, I know we were talking about the NFC before you were laughing at me of my thought the Lions could be in the NFC championship. Mm-hmm. But this is sure. what I was saying was like a team like the Eagles, they're like decimated right now. Like they're their secondary is like gone. I mean, are they like they've got to make moves cuz their cap their cap space is out of control. they lost their OC, lost their DC. Like I don't know. They're probably going to still be really good, but I'm just saying like the Eagles are they're, they're they're trying to piece together some things right now to make another run at this thing.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, they're one of the franchises though, Dave, that you know that they'll either cycle down and, and in a couple years they'll be right back or they will go out there and make the necessary moves this year to be back all in again. And that's one thing that you can really uh, point to a GM and say, hey, he's the difference maker in that franchise. Like Howie Roseman is the guy that makes everything go there. And that's something that we as Lions fans are looking for from Brad Holmes, certainly, is a guy that can you either cycle us up to where we're NFC championship worthy, or can you continually go into every offseason knowing that you can make the moves to make us right there. So, yeah, we're yeah. definitely looking for that from Brad Holmes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yep, this is a huge, huge offseason for Brad Holmes. This is like – okay. Huge next I, week. <laughs> it is. This next week, it, it is. It, it's going to be huge, and I think that, um, you know, everybody in this city loves Brad Holmes right now. They love Dan Campbell. The energy is super high around this team, as it should be. They, they, neither of those guys have done anything at this point for, for me to doubt them, for you to doubt them, or anybody. But the one thing we haven't seen Brad Holmes do, and that's just because – we haven't been to this point yet in this rebuild is, is a uh, strike gold and free agency. So, you know, we, we will see. And uh, hopefully the next time we hop on the podcast, we're talking about some, you know, some solid moves to fill out this uh, roster with some veterans. So, all right, man, let's hop into uh, college basketball. All right. So Brant, the, this is, this is your uh, interview for me. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> So, I let's start with uh let's start with the local team first here, Michigan State first round they end up in the in the east region looks like they they draw um USC and I'm also hearing that people are saying the east is the toughest region um don't know your thoughts on that or if you have a thought on the toughest region but uh Michigan State USC do you like their draw is that tough and then even fast forward to um a potential matchup against number two seed Marquette what do you what do you like or not like if you are a Spartan
1: you know, Dave, I hear this every year. Hey, we got the toughest bracket, yada, yada, yada. And then all of a sudden we have uh, an eight seed in the in the Elite Eight or, or St. Peter's makes a run. So, so really every year this tough, that tough, I, I don't buy into any of that. I do, however, see USC giving Michigan State all they can handle, certainly. Um, great guards on the team. Um, you know, this for me reminds me – a lot of of last year, where they get the 7-10 game. Same scenario, they got Davidson last year. They have a nail-biter right down to the end, and then they push Duke to the limit, and they just don't have enough in the end to pull it out. I really feel like they just don't have enough big men to go up against Marquette, and Marquette plays nine guys very deep. It's a deep team. Michigan State is not that deep this year. And I think that just caught up with them at the end of the season, especially in the Big Ten tournament. Um, you know, they caught a hot Ohio State team, and they just don't run that deep, man. Um, so, so I do like Marquette to come out of that side of the bracket. Although, you know, you know, they say, what is that February? <laughs> Izzo, whatever, April. I don't know. People, we'll see if he people. has it this year. But well, he no, actually,
0: he, nobody says that besides state fans. <laughs> Literally, yeah, nobody you know, says it.
1: It's been a tough go of it for him as of late. You know, only made it out of the uh, the first round or the or the first weekend once in the last seven years. So
0: yeah, see, giddy pots. Yeah, he just yeah. scored again. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, I, I know. I'm just I'm just throwing daggers because I'm bitter. I mean, I'm. I please, no, state fans. I'm saying this as a joke here. I'm just annoyed at uh, the Michigan Wolverines uh, spitting the bit here and falling flat on their face and not even being in the conversation. So um, best of luck to the Spartans. Brand. I got a question for you. So number one seeds we're looking at, well, the number one overall seed is uh, Alabama. You know, they sit on the same size of bracket as Purdue, Big Ten team. And then on the other side, number one seeds, you got Houston, who, by the way, lost in their conference championship game today that I watched against Memphis. Um, And then you got the Kansas Jayhawks, right, who, you know, Bill Selfie's going to be in it every year. Um, Of those four number one seeds, who do you trust the most to make a run? Who do you trust the least?
1: So immediately, Houston lost Marcus Sasser. I don't know when he's going to be back, and he is their best player, Dave. Um, Over Jairus Walker? Yeah, I think so. Well, only because I feel like Marcus Hester's been there forever. He is the leader. He is the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, that's Um, fair. and And he controls the ball all the time. So I will say Houston is shaky to me. I will also go with... Purdue, you already know Matt Painter. Uh,
0: yep, that's mine right there. Matt Painter, <laughs> nope. I'm looking at that 8-9, and I, I just saw Memphis wipe right. uh, wipe the floor with Houston, and I'm already seeing my bracket saying, hmm, Memphis over Purdue? I could see it.
1: And if you watched anything last night, Duke looked pretty darn good uh, taking on Virginia, and they are in that bracket too. So um, I'm looking at Purdue, and I'm looking the other way. I just absolutely love, um, Kansas's draw. Um, I, 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 I just trust Kansas the most. Um, I know that, uh, it's ridiculously tough to repeat. Don't get me wrong, but this team has, uh, experience. They've got guys that have been there for a long time. Obviously they get bill self back to start the tournament. So I love where Kansas is at. Alabama would be number two right behind them. And, um, Alabama's bracket. I know I don't get into the is this tough, is this easy, but they look to have maybe the easiest road. Dave.
0: Yep. Yeah. I. I. I um. I mean, I, I. The team I'm highest on, just because I'm a huge Brandon Miller fan, is uh, is Alabama. Which, by the way, I see like Alabama basketball and Alabama football in two different silos. I see them as totally different schools and programs. Like in no world would I be cheering for Nick Saban in Alabama uh, football and anything. But I like this Bama team. I like the way they play. They do play tough. Um, even when Brandon Miller's like shot is not dropping, they have guys who step up and ball out. As like I watched happen today, and then Brandon Miller shooter's gonna shoot, and um, I'm not going any further than that. But. Uh, <laughs> Alabama I'm high on and I'm right like without even watching a ton of college basketball this year I'll tell you who I'm not picking and that's Purdue and I know everyone's high on Zach Eady I know he's what they'll use the word unicorn or whatever he's taking his game to new heights he has um but it's Matt Painter, and Purdue can never get out of their own way um, when these games really matter. So uh, no, I'm uh, I, I'm good on good on Purdue. Um, yeah, Houston's probably the next one too for me. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe just recency bias too, seeing the injury today, like you mentioned, and just how they looked. They definitely looked uh, beatable. And then uh, Kansas, dude, it's Bill Self. It's Kansas. Yeah, I, my confidence level is always going to be pretty high in them, but. Brant, another question for you. So Big Ten teams that are in this tournament, um, there's a handful of them. Who do you think? So I know we just talked about Purdue. We talked a little bit about Michigan State. Are there any Big Ten teams that have a shot in the world to to actually make a run in this tournament? I'm talking like Elite Eight or better.
1: Dave, the the Big Ten has filled the lines from like 7 to 10. Yep. You know what I mean? You obviously have Indiana and Purdue that kind of separated themselves. I don't see Indiana making a run. They don't have good enough guard play. Trace Jackson Davis is a man. Don't get me wrong. He's an absolute yep. stud player, but I, I just think his usage rate is too high for this tournament, and you need your uh, guards to have a higher usage rate. So I, I just don't see that happening. Dave. Here we go. I'm going to give it to you, though. I could see the Penn State Nittany Lions making no. like, a, lead eight, a crazy run. They, could get they are te- sneaky. They 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 did draw a tough look at, at Texas, man, because Texas is clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, I don't know if you saw them play Kansas in the Big 12 championship game, but they absolutely wiped them out. Um, so I, I do like Penn State to make a run. Please give me Penn State in Texas. I think that would just be an absolutely fantastic game. Don't forget, Penn State is the oldest uh, team in the Big Ten. They're actually one of the oldest in the NCAAs. So uh, a lot of fifth-year guys, a lot of fourth-year guys. Um, we'll what, see what they what, got, man.
0: What about Indiana? You, I know you You talked about them where you're like, yeah. I, are they kind of sneaky though? Am I, I'm just looking at the I'm looking at their region right now, and it's like, all right, Brant. So they got Kent State, then they get the winner of Miami and Drake. Like,
1: yeah, I are, I, I do like Miami though. I just Miami. Okay, all right. Yeah, Miami okay. has such better guards, Dave. They have Nigel Pack. They have Isaiah Wong. They just have guys that will out duel. Um, they have guys that will out duel the Indiana guards. And the problem is. Indiana loves playing in the Big Ten because they love to bang, and they they score in the 60s. They don't like to score in the 80s. I'm telling you, Miami will run them off the court.
0: All right, fair enough. Brent, is there any one seed or two seed that loses on Thursday or Friday this week to (laughs) to tip off this tournament? Who is most at risk of losing the first big game where we're like, whoa, like a St. Peter's type of game or like a wow, who, who is at, at at risk right now? And it's it's not even, like some people got to remember too, it's not about, ooh, I know that 16 seed or that 15 seed, because you don't. What it's more about is looking at these teams that you're like, dude, I just watched them slip up and they are so beatable. They have this weakness or that weakness. Do you see that team, Brant?
1: Yeah, so um, there is a team I'm kind of keeping my eye on right now. And it is uh, Princeton versus Arizona. If I had to give you mm. one, Dave, I, the Ivy League—they play slow, and they they want to get every second off the shot clock, and that just it limits his possessions. And if they don't turn the ball over, you're in all of a sudden in a dog fight late. And I could see that definitely being within a ten point game.
0: Okay, all right, that's fair. All right, Brant. So I know I'm I'm throwing a lot a lot of questions at you here. Um, but I, I've got to know, and I don't – have you picked the final four yet? I know these brackets literally just came out a couple hours ago, so I don't know if you've ha- had a chance. Um, and no problem if not. You can just say, no, not yet, and I'll ask you my next question.
1: Of course I have.
0: Okay, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh,
1: of course, yeah. bracket one is filled out.
0: Yeah, there there it goes. All right, so final four. Who are you – do you want to put it out there? You feel comfortable? You think people are going to steal your picks? I'm ready, are man. you? I'm ready. All right. All right, who you got?
1: All right, Dave. I'm going to go Alabama, Alabama. Okay. Out of that region, I'm taking out of Purdue's region. I'm taking Duke. Um, and I had, I had Duke over Kansas State over there. I'm going to go with Miami out of the Houston region. And okay. I'm gonna go All with, right. I'm going to so go. You with, really
0: like Miami? Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with Kansas out of the Kansas region.
0: Okay. So and, I got
1: some chalk, and I got two five-seeds.
0: All right. I like it. I like that a lot. So from there,
1: who advances? I'll take Kansas, and I'll take Alabama, and I'll have Kansas repeating. Wow. I know it sounds, I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, Dave, do you, <laughs> this is going to sound even crazier to say. Do you know that Kansas has 17 quad one wins? Oh, my god! <laughs> I think they shattered the record. I mean, wow. you, you sometimes hear teams have an eight, ten right, quad one right. teams, and that's yeah. like ridiculous, right?
0: That's insane. Seven,
1: Seventeen quad. I think they're better than they were last year, Dave. To be honest with you, wow. Um, so. I just I, I love I, I love that matchup too if I get Alabama and Kansas Alabama wants to score hundred points a game Kansas they can they can score hundred if they need to yeah. um, that would be an absolute electric national championship game for sure
0: God, I, I love that I'm at, at first glance I'm looking at Alabama Kansas too so but I don't want to <laughs> do that I don't want to do that especially because uh, that's not any fun but uh, but I'm not going to have Kansas win at all. I'm gonna tell okay. you right. I'm gonna tell you right now. My it's my, tough.
1: It's tough to repeat. Absolutely. I,
0: I'm 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 taking Alabama. Um, I just like I, I like Brandon Miller. I want him. I want to see Brandon Miller in a Pistons uniform next yeah. fall. If they don't get the number one overall pick, um, <laughs> if they're somewhere at two or three, give me Brandon Miller all day. Um, I'm really high on Alabama, which means that they are probably going to lose to Maryland or West Virginia <laughs> in the second round. So. Um, I'll fu-
1: how fun would um how fun would that Alabama Duke game be too man? Oh it would yeah, be a lot of fun too. Um, yep. So yep, a lot of a lot of stars out there.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. So last but certainly not least, um, I know we got a short pod tonight. We got to work in the morning, Monday morning too. Um, what are you doing for the tournament? You uh, are you are you working? Are you sick already? Um, and you need to take a day. What do you What are you doing? Who you hanging with? Tell us the details.
1: So, Dave, you say you've got work tomorrow. I also have work tomorrow, but my work week closes up this week Wednesday at three o'clock.
0: Oh, I'm punching oh. the
1: clock. I'm done. There uh, it. Is. So I knew Thursday, it. <laughs> Thursday and Friday, I'll be off. Um, this is like a holiday for me, you know. I, but Dave, you know, I go to work on like days after Christmas. I go to work days after New Year's Eve. You know, days after January 1st, I'm at work. Um, So.
0: This is your holiday. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. Like, (laughs) take your days. That's what they're there for, right?
1: So, I definitely am taking them. Uh, Thursday afternoon, uh, me and TJ Dennis are going to meet up. We're going to be hanging out. Uh, We're going to be in Grand Rapids. We're going to be watching the game. We're going to be watching the games down, downtown GR, I guess. Uh, So, if anybody wants to hang out, just hit me up. (laughs) We're going to yeah. be hanging out, uh, but that'll be cool, man, because uh, there's nothing like having like a place where they can put on all four of the games at one time. You know what I mean? You don't have to worry about watching them all yourself. Yep. So I'll get to do that on Thursday and then Friday. <clears throat> I'll probably overindulge on Thursday is my guess, and so I'll probably need a recovery day. So I'll be back at the, <laughs> at the crib here. I'll have two or three TVs hooked up on Friday, just hanging out on St. Paddy's Day. Um, just chilling, man. What about you?
0: Oh, that you are way cooler than me. I just, <laughs> I will, I don't, I can't hear nothing, Brandt. I yeah, I I will be are you at hoping work. From snow days? <laughs> yeah, right. Hoping for snow days. No, no, I will be at work Thursday. But the cool thing about working in a school um, is we can kind of do what we want. The kids are into it too, so like we'll yeah. fill out brackets with some of the kids. We'll have the games up and you know, that's a, it, it's, it's flexible and it's a, it's a fun environment to be in, especially working with high school students. So that'll be cool. Um, and then, yeah, same thing Friday, coming home Friday and St. Patty's day and uh, celebrating with, uh, with Kate and a couple of friends coming over and probably just relaxing, watching, watching the game. So hopefully uh, next time we, we talk, we can, um, you know, get into the, you know, I'd like to get into the uh, the Sweet 16, right? I'd like to get a, a podcast in, t- you know, to, to kind of recap where we're at after this first big weekend, which is the best weekend, by the way. Like this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it gets no better than that. Whether you're a basketball fan or not, like it's going to be exciting. So, would love to get one in before the Sweet 16, and also kind of recap what Week One of free agency looked like for the for the Lions. But uh, besides that. Garage takes. We appreciate you all. Make sure that you haven't done so already. Like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five star review. We greatly appreciate it. And thanks for hanging with hanging with us here till the end of season two. And uh, we got a lot of a lot of good stuff coming your way. But uh, Brant, until next time, my friend, have a good one. Powered by Riverside.